Oh, wait, but what are we going to talk about? It'll come naturally to us. No, it won't. Well, I think we should just talk about no. it. <laughs> well, this okay, is it. Like, this is I mean, the release cast. No, we, start, we started? Wait, yeah, I, yeah, I have to put started. my pants on. Oh, everyone put their pants on. Uh, wait, I yeah, was give me my pants back. Pants okay. Once. Take your pants off and put them back on. Hey, everyone. <laughs> this is TuneWorks again. Hello. Hello. This is uh, this is the third time we've been together uh, talking about our our new cartoon. It's almost enough to make me cry. Almost. So while we're recording this, the cartoon isn't quite done, but it should be done hopefully by next weekend. And of course, you you guys will be listening to this. Um, you guys are that. listening to this from the future. Yeah. Sure. Unless of course you took a copy of this into the past with your time machine, in which case you're listening to us now. Hello, future people. Hi. So, about four months ago, we released the the pilot for Wonders of the Universe. Or is it three months? July, August, September, October. Hmm. And we were pretty darn pleased with the response. Actually, to be honest with you, because like I kept thinking to myself, like, why didn't we get this done in September? We could have gotten this done in September. And then like, um, I always think to myself, like, well, we're getting it done in October, which is still not November, which is our original planned release date. So like, and you know, looking around like the Flash community, I think getting a a cartoon out ahead of time, like ahead of schedule, is probably mm-hmm. unprecedented. So, well, so we 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 did give ourselves a very generous schedule. Uh, well, not too generous. Um, uh, I have been averaging about one scene a no, not one scene a week. About I was trying to originally average sixty seconds to a minute of animation a week. Uh, to working after work and then doing more on weekends. Um, with a couple of weeks, did go as smoothly. I think I started animation mid-August, early to mid-August. So it's really been about two months since uh, started animation. So I I pretty much stayed on that quota. Yeah, like Mark really yeah. wanted this cartoon out as soon as possible. So we have we have him to thank. Uh, uh, hold on. <laughs> we have dead air. But uh, like I was saying before, uh, we were we were pretty happy with the way uh, the pilot was received by the community. Yeah, when when like I think whenever the pilot came out, we um I think our immediate response was just like, well, we need to focus on this. Like this needs to be like what we do, you know. <laughs> so we uh we decided to go ahead and move like kind of we pushed our other projects kind of to the side so that we can move on with wonders so yeah Although like, we were kind of prepared for that anyway yeah like case uh you kind of missed our previous announcement like legends of the black book won't be continuing forward really anytime soon yeah not in the foreseeable future yeah and like we love those characters and we love the little adventure they go on but we were thinking like there's nothing we can do in Legends of the Black Book that's going to be so unique and amazing to us that we couldn't do in Wonders, you know? So we've well, like I don't want to spoil really anything, but like our episode three plot is basically just Legends <laughs> in Wonders. So yeah. I mean, like in a slightly different, uh, yeah, like setting, and and we conclude it at the end of the episode. Yeah, like it's it's a it's a seven minute version of Legends of the Black Book in should, space. Should <laughs> so we uh, tell them what would happen in, in Legends? Or? Sorry about um, that. Spur of the moment phone call. That's fine. We we're just talking about yeah, Legends so... of the Black Book and how it's horrible. Well, the, uh, we always talk about that. 
Well, the, the thing with Legends, I think the mistake that we made, well, it wasn't really a mistake. When we first got together, I think we mentioned this before, but we wanted to do something that was familiar to us, you know, because we didn't really know how our styles were going to mesh. We didn't really know how things were going to go. So it's like, well, you know, like I never finished the, the Shadows of Azeroth cartoon. We could just go remake that. And I think that was just kind of the initial idea. Yeah. And, and, and history like, repeated itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem with Wonders, or Wonders, the problem with Legends is that that we didn't really know how it was supposed to end before we started. We didn't really know what it was really about. We had no idea how to write something in, like... I mean, like, Marcus had experience writing things like uh, like film, you know, but I mean, like, mm. you know, we haven't we didn't have any experience writing characters or story, like, in a way that made it watchable, you know? Like, we made, we could make something that's a, a cool premise and say, like, oh, this is kind of... We'll put some characters here, some good jokes and stuff, but we didn't have any idea how to, like, make an arc mm. or, like, yeah. have... You know, like like color themes and and visuals. You know, Those like we, yeah, such. Exactly. I I personally understand you know the, the the basic eight sequence story structure of film, which would work for the big arcing story that we're trying to do for for Legends, but we didn't write it in one go. We we wrote part one and we're like, okay, we'll work from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. moving over to Wonders, yeah, like we were we, able to do. Yeah, we decided the exact opposite with Wonders. Say, let's do this uh, episodic, and the, we talked about the pilot. I'm at length last time. And so we introduced some of our, our main characters, but we knew we had even a harder task for episode two is we have even more characters introduced. Yeah. And, and we uh, have a story. And this time we <laughs> wanted to do an actual story. Yeah. Throughout the thing. Yeah. Which Three was actually structure. kind of a response. Yeah, which was kind of a, an actual response to people complaining that there really wasn't much of a story in episode. Well, I mean five. we knew that. Yeah. yeah. I mean we knew that ahead of time though, but yeah. I mean like it was like we knew we knew that we had to have something special happen in episode two. Mm-hmm to really draw people in. So we had to come up with an actual story. And that's like so far that I can tell, like the hardest part with each of these episodes is actually just writing them. Like the animation, like once you get it written down and the animatic is there, it's just like, okay, here's what we draw, here's what we animate, go. You know, like it's not it's not too difficult. Some of it takes a little like some of it takes a while, but it's it's not hard conceptually past mm. that point, you know? Like I remember like when episode two first got going some of the things we planned on it even just being were kind of absurd. Like, looking back on it, I don't even know how we were thinking any of that was going to be. Yeah, so let's go back in the way back. Good machine. idea. Our original premise for episode two was um, be, the, be the orientation of all the human um, subservants on the ship. It, it was literally going to be uh, Quentin's second day. Yeah. Like, we're going to have the the main arc of the first couple of episodes, which we got everything, all the characters introduced, was going to be Quentin's first day of the job, and then the ship cast off, and then we're ready for mm-hmm. for a big thing. All the adventures, yeah, and this is going to be all the humans in an auditorium watching a, a film strip about how not to not to mess with the passengers, and we're going to have, like, the captain give the speech to him, and Major Canis be there to somehow mess up Quentin's first day because he knocked over the projector or something really stupid yeah. we yeah, really we, we really wanted to, yeah our focus was even from the get-go actually and this survived to the get-go was to introduce the antagonist which mm-hmm. is of course major canis um and that went through a couple different iterations yeah of how to yeah. do that when we original... went with the orientation it went with casey go ahead gazy we'll see i guess in the, the... The original was they had the orientation and the projector. Get hold on to your seats, everyone. The projector <laughs> breaks. <laughs> it's like and and Quentin fixes the projector and then somehow that was supposed to like make Canis angry. I didn't understand. Yeah, like, like we had a hard time figuring out why this 
bad guy was going to hate Quentin. Like Quentin was going to, he was like, I think one of the ideas he was going to show up late, and or yeah, he was going to cause the projector. He was going to cause the projector to to break, which no, I then he's just late. I think is what it was. Yeah, he was late, and then we were like, well, let's let's put the projector stuff in, and then we we, we couldn't go past. We hit a brick wall. We're like, well, well, how does what what happens then? Yeah, like <laughs> how do we introduce like the captain more than a cameo? We 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 want the captain who is a fish. To be like a main spoiler character. alert. They've seen the movie, but like, how do we get the captain to be a main character with more than just a f- couple lines? And we want to introduce Lindsay and uh, have um Ensign uh, uh Flax, Sandy, who we we actually yeah. don't name. We don't name in this episode, but I think that's okay because he's not a major player. Yeah, he's, he's just like he's there. We'll show him like the next couple of episodes. Yeah, like he he's the uh, big slug um guy at the helm. Like yeah. he's um we wanted to ha- have him. Just to add, add some diversity, and uh, he's the guy with the amazing voice. He's the best voice actor in here. Best voice ever. So <laughs> we said, okay, this orientation thing is we we we're not getting it. It's not clicking. So let's let's, let's change to kind of another cliche and have the ship be under inspection. Yeah. Why is the ship? Well, no, for, well, actually, for a while we, actually, we went to that. We we shifted to let's okay. have the episode focus on Canis. And we're going through. We went to the backstory, and Casey Casey came up with like a whole backstory that we're probably going to use in a future episode. But it's uh, a good backstory. It's yeah, a we, good backstory. We yeah, this, we had this pretty amazing backstory that was going to take up like two and a half minutes or three minutes of time. It had something to do with like clones and phantom menaces, and I think there was like attacks of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So okay. then, not, yeah, but then we thought it's like, well, then we have to put an episode after that. So what's the point of having that backstory? <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Well, the backstory is probably going to become its own episode eventually. I, I was I was even thinking like we could we could just probably sprinkle um each of the characters' backstory episodes throughout the series. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. and like we were it's like this is the same problem we ran in with episode one with the pilot. So like we need to come up with a story that we don't need to explain every single character, but have it or, um organically f- spring up from whatever the story needs. So we kind of changed it to a uh, a human inspector. Comes yeah. to inspect all the well, actually, before that happened, we had a couple different. I remember after the orientation episode idea, we had another episode idea where Quentin gets called to Candace's office, and I remember talking like late at night, and me and Mark were just exasperated. We're just like, "What are we doing with this episode?" We're just like, <laughs> yeah. "What if, what if Candace is in his office and he knocks one of Candace's war trophies and it breaks?" Oh, yeah. And he fixes it <laughs> like oh, let's stupid. write it down huh? <laughs> like, i don't remember that what if, like you were having a wow raid like warcraft raid and i talked to you and you, and you were like oh i don't think this raid is going to happen but i'm going to see if i can bring something together and i said casey we're all on let's figure out this episode <laughs> because priorities if, yeah video games and cartoons yeah well, <laughs> And then we had another episode idea. It was kind of the same thing. Okay, okay. The trophy thing is dumb. What if he goes to his office and he's got like all these televisions that are the security <laughs> cameras, and one of them doesn't work, and and he's gonna reprimand him, and he's got the captain there and a ball on the desk, and then and then Quentin for whatever reason fixes the TV, and it has Lindsay in the shower, and and Candace is mad. But the captain likes it because it's Lindsay in the that, shower, and I'm that like, that actually That's seems stupid. like a better episode. Why didn't we go with that in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I look back and I'm just like, God, what, what were we smoking? 
So eventually, we, we, we just came up with the idea of a inspector. At first, it was a human inspector, and then he was in, inspecting the ship. The ship inspector. Yeah, and then we said, well, one, I think Case probably said, let's just have it the engine, so we can have an action scene in in the engine room. Yeah. And Originally wanted it to. Yeah, yeah, no, we we were gonna go with the human inspector. We decided not to do that, or not the the ship inspector, because um, we we couldn't fit going around. We would have to go around to like three different places on the ship just to yeah, like, even, show him. Even though uh, Zaldo does kind of inspect parts of the ship, he's there to look at the engine. And before we had like him, like oh oh, oh, oh we were like oh this is gonna be a, a good opportunity to for him to take a tour of the ship and we can show different parts. But then that just took up time and wasn't really necessary. I'd forgotten about it. Remember how we had um like in that in that incarnation where he was the ship and he was gonna go out and Canis for whatever reason was trying to kill the inspector. <laughs> so like there's like a scene oh, yeah. there in like the bar and he tries to make like a poisonous drink. Yeah. Pure whatever, and then like the bartender doesn't make it poisonous and that was a joke. And I was like, <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, like <laughs> we wanted excuse me, we wanted uh Canis for the inspection to fail. So he, so the ship wouldn't lift off, and he wouldn't have to be babysitting, like all these, these all humans people, and aliens, all people, yeah. And, yeah, all those people on the ship, and uh, so, so, so the episode that we ended up with is starting to take fruition at this point. It's starting to, we're, we're, we want, yeah, yeah. we want um, the inspection, and uh, we want Canis to try and sabotage it somehow. It took us a while to figure out, do we want him to try and kill the inspector, or do we want him to try and make it good, or do we want him to try and make it a bad inspection? Yeah, we needed Quentin in there somewhere, because we yeah. still wanted him to be in in basically, well, not every episode, but all the, all these major episodes, we wanted Quentin to be in there somewhere. Yeah, he's the he's the straight man. He's the guy you're supposed to yeah. uh, focus with. So, uh, like, at first it was a human inspection, and then Quentin was in as a towel, and he messed something up. Yeah. And um, the whole reason of him being in the towel was that uh, I wanted to. I remember I wanted them to say, "Oh crap, we need some humans, quick, STFU, get some clean humans." And then since Quentin's in the shower, yeah, he's one of the cleanest on the ship at the point, and that would be the reason. Rather than just randomly taking Quentin for no reason, we have a reason that he goes to to get the the character that we're following, yeah, on the ship um, of like ten billion humans. Kind of um, evolve that into. Acanus wants a inept human to be the chief engineer, so he'll somehow mess up and he'll he'll fail the inspection. Yeah, which is good because I like um, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but like when I'm watching a movie or a story, I always like when the characters make a decision that that changes the plot line. Like it's not just like a bunch of um, a bunch of stuff happens and and then this this is the outcome, you know? Because mm. that's kind of like what happens in Legends, and, and I don't like it so much. Like you just have this happens, and oh, coincidence, they're here, you know? Like, and it's this mostly is, like, characters talking. Yeah, that's it's it. like <laughs> with this episode, it's like you know, Canis actively makes Quentin the chief engineer, which is a mistake, but he does it because he's trying to fail the inspection. Like he's he's making an yeah. active character point. You know that shows who he is as a character and stuff. Like he's he's doing an action to change the course of the plot. You know. Yeah. And it, it just it it I I really like that. So I think it makes for a stronger characters and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Does I I also think that this episode is the way it's come together is that like every little thing is in there for a reason. Yeah. Um, and it, we we don't go on any ta- any real tangents. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that that kind of happens, uh, is like mentioned a reference or or a circumstance of something else that happens in the episode. Yeah. Like Quinn's in the shower and he has the towel. We show that he grabs a towel. That's important. We show that um, 
other well, stuff I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, we, we, were, we were talking about ideas, and like uh, we wanted to have a towel be kind of what solves all of their problems at the end, because that's the Hitchhiker's Guide reference. Yes. There was originally going to be explosive <laughs> depression. To do. Right. And because the towel was wet, it was going to get sucked out into the uh, into the hole, uh, the hole in the hull, and then freeze immediately, although that's not scientifically accurate. Um, and then it would plug up the hole, and then he would be the one to save the day. And again, he'd be <laughs> naked at the end. Another incarnation is um, they were they were all in the cafeteria because they are getting having the human inspection, and, and for I don't remember why, but the airlock opens and everything gets pulled out into space. And then, like, Quentin's towel comes off, and then, like, as it's flying out the door, it wraps around a lever that closes the... It's, again, it's like, what, yeah. what were we smoking, you know? This is stupid, you know? Well, I mean, what were you smoking when he came up with the, with the portal in the engine? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, what does that make sense? Yeah, this... <laughs> I, I, I liked it more because it was more interesting. Well, because yeah. I remember actually saying to you guys, like, I, I had gone... Remember, I think it was I had gone to work, and I was working overnight, so I just had, like, my notebook out, and I was just jotting down ideas. And I actually wrote the entire script by hand, like, over eight hours of work. Took you eight hours like, to write an eight-minute script? Yeah, it took a while, because <laughs> I, I had to keep, like, tearing papers out and throwing them away. And then, like, the maintenance crew would be like, you know, no, okay, don't do it. It's like, I don't understand Spanish, and I had to fight with them for a while. But, like, um... <laughs> No, like, uh, it, it was just, like, I wanted to put it somewhere interesting, was what it was. Like, I had the, we had the cafeteria idea, and that's what we were going with, and I was like, it's yeah. a cafeteria. It's boring, you know? <laughs> and I was like, why don't we put this in the engine room? Like, that'd be cool. You know, we can we can see how the engine works and all that. And then it's like, well, well, we can just have Hopefully people end. figure out how the engine works, which mixes, yeah, really mixes time yeah. and space together. We didn't have a we didn't have a chance yeah. to show like because yeah. originally we we're gonna have like a big pipe going into one so that's labeled time and a big pipe going to the other side labeled space and it like you pushes see, the two together. You do see the space one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. time just, goes in one fine. end, space goes in the other. It mixes in and somehow that makes the engine go. It's a little if, baby baby engine. Yep. And if you uh, <laughs> if you put something foreign in there, it has the potential to create disastrous results. In this case, cheese is like the most destructive matter in the universe well i guess in in my in my idea that that, like it had to it had to create like a balance you know like there's like a delicate balance of space time going on so if you put something that's not supposed to be in there it like takes that matter and then like it's it's off balance you know but none of it really makes sense it's all fictional it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah like every all the matter in the universe is either positive or negative and cheese and towels are opposites yeah i mean it makes sense um, <laughs> it's it's it, I think the joke it's kind of a Hitchhiker's Guide esque joke too, and that the the, the system yeah. of propulsion is so ridiculously complicated that like we could sit here explaining how it kind of works, and then we could make it sound like it makes sense. Yeah, like, am I, at the end of the day, it's, I tried to think of like ways for it to make it work, and maybe we'll clue in there somehow. But it's like, yeah, who cares? It's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, and that's kind of the point, you know. It's just like, you, you, the, like. The thinking of how something like this would even exist is so beyond like our our time frame or our our, our brains. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense at all, and that, that's kind of the joke, you know. It's, it's just like what? I don't get this, you know. So so uh, it looks cool. We we that's had some matters. harsh lessons about trying to include everything we think is funny into the oh, script. Yeah, yeah. We, just, we had to cut well, not a whole bunch, but we had to cut some stuff from the script just because we just cut a lot of stuff. It. Yeah. yeah. We've, a lot of really funny stuff too, but yeah. we, we've decided to pretty much make sure that 
these aren't we funny. Don't yeah, this is not funny. We uh, we don't go on a tangent when we want to make a joke. Yeah. We don't go out of the way unless we need it for something, or you know maybe it's funny enough that we can put in a tangent. I mean, like I think originally it's, it's there was going to be today. originally oh, there was going to be uh, two inspectors, and we just couldn't figure out how to make two inspectors work because we wanted one to get killed at the end. Well, you just could have killed off both of them. I liked yeah. I liked that idea. Okay, here's the original thing. We were talking to all their voice actors. We are going to have two characters. We were looking at some temp designs that, that Joseph had made for background characters. And one of them was like, I, I don't know who thought of the idea. They were like, let's make one of them silent. He just says everything. And the other person, uh, like, he'll be handed a note to his assistant, and he'll say what the inspector's thinking or saying. Yeah. And this other guy sounds like Peter Lorre. If you don't know who Peter Lorre is, you're too young. Go look this up. Um <laughs> The inspector is displeased. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Peter Lorre is an old German actor in a lot of movies. has a very distinct voice. But uh, Joseph didn't really like that that much. All the voice actors seemed to like it, and this was a thing that could... It just probably sounds well, like right, a paper. Yeah. I liked then, it, but it just yeah. made it too, too complex. Yeah. And then Casey, I guess, came around, and then they uh, they vetoed it. So I was like, no... We probably could have made it work, but we were you, already... You vetoed some stuff of ours, too, though. Like, is, no, 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 it, what goes around comes around, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, we, we, had, we had an idea at one point. I think me and Joseph were up late again, and, like, um, <laughs> there was a couple of things that happened. Me and Joseph were up, like, really late at night, but, like, there was one oh, where there's like, what if wow. space pirates, space pirates, and then Mark's like, no, you're both stupid. It's like, oh. Because <laughs> it just that focuses on something else. Actually, the, the other thing I, I wanted to veto was the Nova showing up at the end. Originally, when we we're going to have the human inspection, we're uh, going to pull in Quentin and then just the other six humans that we've seen, which yeah. would be Rodney, Chuck, Nova, and, uh, and, and, and Quentin. And I'm like, well, why would Nova be there? And you're like, no, we just need her there. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we were no, actually why would we randomly that? pick Nova? It, just, it did not click yeah, with me. Like, when we were matter. doing human inspection... We were like, why wouldn't Nova be there? And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, the original, the original plot, too. That's one of the reasons why we changed it, I think, is because we were like, well, we want Nova to be there. Because, uh, but we are like, no. So, we're like, okay, well, one of the original It still doesn't plots. make sense to me. <laughs> one of the original plots was that, um, because it was an emotional point, remember, that they're going to have the humans be there, and then, like, Candace wasn't going to, like, in this version, Candace comes to Quentin at the very end, and the original version, he talks to him earlier, and he came up, and he, and then he says, like, you know, Quentin's just like, we're failing the inspection, and Candace is like, well, that's exactly what we want to do, and he kind of reveals that his yeah. whole point was to fail the inspection so that everyone can get fired, and he doesn't have to work here anymore. And uh, and then Quentin was just like, but if we all get fired, we won't have jobs. And he like looks around and sees Nova, and he's like, Nova needs a job for whatever reason. I am not gonna let you fail this inspection. And he's gonna go to the inspector and be like, Inspector, like I think I had a line written down where he's just like, you failed to inspect the most important part of the ship, me, and like trips over something and like knocks. Yeah, he's gonna sl- he was gonna slip on the soap, or he was gonna drop the soap, and then Canis was gonna slip on it, and that way he wouldn't be able to stop him. And then I think at one point we're like saying, well, maybe Nova comes through in her bath towel as well because she was taking it during the shower, and that would be more motivation to quit. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that was like one idea, but yeah, that all ended up changing anyway. So episode two, a lot of rewrites. I think it came to a good, good spot at the end though. Please do. I mean, this 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 to be fair, this probably get blammed on on Newgrounds, and we don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the. 
I think with the with, like I said earlier, writing these episodes is the hardest part, and I think a lot of people kind speak of for yourself. <laughs> okay, I guess I've been like the, the chief writer here, so it's the hardest part for me. But anyways, <laughs> like um, I, I I feel like a lot of people pass that stage up though. Like when you're writing something, oh no, you I have agree. To be able to you have to be able to write something and then look at it and say, okay, what's wrong with this? Because I mean, like, yeah, it. That's really why took, we like, have took us two the months three of us. Yeah, that's why we have the three of us. Yeah, I expected to to come back from our Australia trip, and then you guys would have it written, and then we're like, no, we we're still where we're at. But yeah. because we have the three of us, we're able to pick and you know we argue a lot, but we'll we'll pick out all the things that don't make sense to to any of us, and then we'll what's left is usually yeah, being the a best of what's, what was in there. Unless you're I mean, um, epic space arguing, action, so and pretty. one guy just does everything. He's absolutely <laughs> amazing at it. So yeah, what are we de- doing? Deadly, deadly, deadly space action. Yeah, if you haven't watched that action. one. Go watch that. It's probably better than our stuff. <laughs> it has like eight episodes. Um, the, uh, Nine. Nine, yeah. They're usually really short, too, though. I, I mean, like, I think that's one thing. But, like, Wonders is, like, it's a lot more slapstick. I, I feel like slapstick's much easier to write. Like, I feel like if we had the freedom to just make things make no sense in Wonders, it'd be a lot easier to do. But, like, yeah. we kind of try to ground it in some reality. And, like, there's, you know, like, there's a lot of emotional Jeez, parts. Space dimension. Which... We try to think of things that, like, you know, are going to matter to people. And, you know, like, we try to, you know, it, 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 it's it's a much broader idea than, we, like, you have. We want like, you to be able to project yourself onto some of the characters, being mainly Quentin. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of characters, you want to talk about some of the characters? No. I mean, um, yes. Yes. Well, we could talk about, I, I remember when we, like, so I don't... I don't know how much we talked about all the characters last time. Cause remember, we just we had some pretty funny about things Quint that happened. Nova and Stufu. Yeah, so now yeah. we have we have more characters. Now. So we have now we have McCracken, Canis, Lindsay, mainly are the three that are introduced. Yeah, and then Andy, I, I would, we see. I would be surprised if Zaldo eventually makes a reappearance sometime sometime far in the future. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't mm. count on it right anytime soon. But like, um, okay, let's just, yeah. let's set this straight right now. Yes, we know. Captain McCracken is a goldfish. We know that in the Family Guy Return of the Jedi spoof that the that the uh, Akbar is a goldfish. It we just had worked out that first. way. Yeah, yeah. If you actually no, we have we actually have some art posted somewhere of characters and Lindsay's holding the you know, Captain McCracken in the bowl and yeah, it's actually dated before the previews for yep. re- the Return of the Jedi, so you know we had that idea first. Yeah. Um, the, well, the technically idea... they had it when they wrote it, but yeah, we had it before everybody saw it. Yeah, like, this was That's an idea. You know, it's kind of obvious. Out. We were like, okay, let's make Wonders of the Universe. What could we do with it? And we're like, but well, what if what if there's a pirate captain and he's a goldfish and he goes, it's a trap! And we're like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> Star Wars reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And well, so and then eventually we decided, well, why, did, why can't he just be like, because we liked the, the idea, like, that character so much, mm-hmm. that we thought that was so funny. It's like, well, why don't we just make him the captain of the Wonders? Like, why, yeah. don't, we, why don't we do that? You know, there, and, there like, is. and if you do have a watchful eye, all four of these characters are in the first episode, including Captain McCracken. Yeah, um, so we tried, I don't know, we don't, we don't know if this works yet, but we did try to build up the joke that you think that Major Canis is Captain McCracken. Because he's prominently in this in the one shot in the uh, in the beginning, and we had to change some of the dialogue around so the joke didn't work out quite as well. But I think we I think it'll still pack a punch. Yeah, like we definitely wanted this captain to be more Captain Kirk than uh, Picard, even though he sounds like Picard. Yeah, yeah. it's a mix of the two, is what yeah. it is. Like I mean, yeah. we, we actually talked to um, um 
about uh, Devin about that. It's like, what if he's like Kirk and Picard? It's like, well, the time and space might collapse on themselves. Like, well, <laughs> that happens in this episode too. Yes, yeah, so like we'll in, we'll put in a little bit of Captain Janeway as well. <laughs> a little bit, of, a little bit of Janeway, <laughs> a lot more Cisco. Like, but yeah, like um, I wanted this character to be. It's like he's super confident of himself, but sometimes people don't quite take him seriously that don't know him. And uh, I'm not sure how often that will that'll appear in the series. He definitely but... takes control of things, which I like. Like he's definitely a leader kind of character, mm-hmm. and um, I think that that works well. Because I was trying to think, like I had a hard time writing him for episode three, and I was like, well. He doesn't need to be, like, a school principal, because like, that's kind of how I first imagined him. I think he just needs to be, like, this is the guy that takes charge when, you know, things hit the fan. And he's just like, oh, God, get this done! You know, like, <laughs> and it's it's just, it's like the, the humor doesn't really come from, like, the things he's saying. It comes from the idea that he's just really just a, f- a fish. Yeah, um, I had a few explore that more later. Um, ideas in my head where... He was kind of um, incompetent, like he doesn't quite know what he's doing. But I says, well, that's not really interesting as a character. We need to make this guy. It's like he's like every time, every time I do a bio of him, he's like he's the uh, dashing captain of the wonders of the universe. So he has to be cocky and full and like ensure himself. And he's a fish, so he needs a a, a <laughs> big blue lady to <laughs> press levers. <for> <laughs> Well, you know, and like, um, it, it's funny too, cause like the, the voice actors, I remember when we were, cause we had all the voice actors picked out before we even started episode one. And like, uh, I remember we were in this big Skype conference. I think, um, I came home from work and you guys had pulled together all, like Edwin actually had pulled it. Cause I, we, we knew Edwin was going to do a voice in it. And then like, they had just heard of wonders of the universe, like the, like, you know, as an, as a thing. And like, he got all of his friends together, like all these new grounds voice actors and yeah. you guys like Casey, we need you to come in here and be like our producer, like executive guy. And I was like, uh oh, like come into the <laughs> Skype conference. And I'm sitting here and like we're talking to all these people, like you know, guys and, and girls and stuff. And then like afterwards, you know, like they all send in like their their voice tests for different characters for for all the characters that they could do. And like I'm listening to them and I get to McCracken like on this one this one file. I'm like, this voice sounds really familiar. It's like, <laughs> who, who is this? You know, I was like, who is this guy? And like I'm looking at the name and I'm like Devin Mack. Like, why does that name sound familiar? And I'm like, like Mark, Mark, I think this is the dot 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 guy. And you're just like, <laughs> yes. no, it's not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, no, I think it is. Like, I think that I think that's who this is. Because if you look at the thing on the Newgrounds, his name is like Double Mac or something. Like, whatever. I don't know what it is now. But it's like, well, it might be. We're listening to it. It's like, I think this might be. And so like, <laughs> I made a point to bring it up to um, to Edwin. He goes, oh yeah. And it's like, what? What? And, you know? and just full it's disclosure. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's him. It's like, whoa. Just full disclosure, we were actually fans of Dot 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 before the animation came out. I was looking around for music, and I came across that sound file on the Newgrounds it's audio pile. All day, like looping. Just cracked up at it, sent it out to to Joseph and and, and Casey, and we just loved it. And then the then the uh, the animation was made. But that's yeah. their animation. Let's talk about our animation. Yeah. So like when we heard uh, Devin Max's voice for the captain, he was like, "I am the captain of the wonders of the universe." And we're like, "This is exactly what we want the captain to be." <laughs> I think he didn't. He, he sent. Like, I think he did a rendition of it as um, Kirk, and then he did another one as Picard. Yeah, and we liked Picard yeah. one better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's but... not because it sounds just like the dot 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 voice. It's because we liked it. <laughs> so uh, we also have Lindsay Starshine, which is uh, my personal favorite character. Yeah. She's a no, lot of fun. Nobody else I, likes I her, her, but 
I've shown I've shown this cartoon to a few of my like friends, and they they all just love her. They think she's adorable. Yeah, so granted, really... almost all of them are gay guys, so they're all just like, <laughs> "Oh, she's adorable. I love so, Lindsay." And yeah, like, so okay. we had the idea of the Captain Media Goldfish. We we're like, we need some hot babe to carry him around because he just he's just a ladies' man. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so um, we had the idea. Okay, she he has like a this uh, this alien lady. Blue alien. Um, yeah. I came around and then. I think it was me who had the idea of just making her randomly a genius. Yeah, she's, she's you don't see it that much in this one, and we do kind of hint at it. Yeah. Um, with all the uh, the degrees and stuff. Yeah. And so, but she's she's a genius. She's not just a bimbo. Yeah, I mean, on the outside, she's like she doesn't really know how smart she is, but just randomly in future episodes, she's gonna be like, like figure out quantum mechanics to save to save the ship or something <laughs> it, it's always through random things too like yeah. everything she like originally we had this joke where um and you can there's like a bonus video in there that you can find this from but we had this joke where they tell her to write the inspection report and the original joke this is another like really me and joseph were up really late at night and wrote this and then mark wanted to delete it and we wouldn't let him for the longest time <laughs> and like um it was that she's it's like, oh, well, how about the ship that went on a trip? And it, like, writes this ridiculous inspection that doesn't make any sense. And it's just like, it didn't have enough, it didn't have a jacket, so it didn't have enough pockets. <laughs> and, like, we, like, I think Joseph was just, like, rambling and just, like, came up with that on the spot. And, like, I just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, like, we laughed for, like, like, oh my god. We laughed for, like, two minutes. And, uh, and then, and, like, we'd say it again and start laughing again. <laughs> yeah, so it was just stuff like that. Like, I don't want to spoil a future episode, but so I guess I won't. But yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay but is. Was... Uh, yeah, no, that led to an idea that I'll, I won't go into here, but um, about why she's smart, and we're actually gonna do a little short explaining like why she's so intelligent. Kind of it, her back. You know, we could just yeah. make it. We could maybe just do her backstory as an episode too. We were talking about that earlier. But... We want to keep everything short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was gonna say like the the thing with that that inspection report that we're gonna have a bonus scene where they. They send the inspection in and it gets to this guy and he's just like, "What's this? What's that? Oh, this is crap. Print it everywhere, you know." And then like, it's it, like, and then for whatever reason that that inspection report that she wrote was just like this amazing children's book and like sells millions and they make like a movie and like it's just like ridiculous. Yeah, it was like it was it was, it was, it was, it was they're gonna do an interview later. It was like it was really hard to come up with a the full ninety minute movie based on just one line of dialogue, but we pulled it off. And then it cuts is. to the movie and just somebody shouting Bumblebee, and that it's would be Transformers our 3 Transformers <laughs> Three criticism. So, uh, yeah, Lindsay's but a fun was, character. Yeah. I yeah. hope we, we also use her have later on. We also have the my favorite name for the character, um, Major Canis. And for those of you who have been following all our other names, how they're all space names and how annoying that is, um, Canis Major is a constellation. And they were like, Major Canis, military guy, security officer, perfect. Yep, uh, Major Rex Canis is the name we're, we're throwing around there. That's right. Um, another thing, well, I, see, now Major Canis is my favorite character. I like, think it's pronounced Canis, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> oh, I, I think, like, honestly, like, I'm probably the most like Quentin, but, like... I probably identify to Canis the most because like it, it comes, it all comes back down to everybody hates their job, right? Like that, that's yeah. kind of the, the motif for everything that goes on in wonders. And like with Canis, it's that he hates his job so much that he takes it on on everybody else that he yeah. really doesn't want to be there. You know, this is basically just babysitting to him. He's got much better things he could be doing. And like, whereas like, you know, with Quentin, it's more of a, 
he doesn't really like his job that much either, which we don't really explore yet, but yeah. he, he really doesn't. It, it actually comes off a little bit in this episode like he wants to take over McCracken's job because, of, I guess, we have more respect yeah. or something like that. Either but way, it works for the character. You know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, everyone like, – like, for example, it, 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 you know, most places where you work, like if you work a retail or, or fast food or whatever, you've always got, like, the assistant manager who, like, is an assistant manager forever. Like, they've just been that, in that position for, like, 30 years or something and they just can't take it anymore like they, they they're just like really mean and spiteful and everyone's like well what's their problem it's like their problem is that they've been doing this forever and they can't they can't stand it and they hate all of you then <laughs> they hate themselves <laughs> more than everyone else because of this you know and like i think that that comes off like that's a that's a character that i think a lot of people will probably like because it's it, it, it's the character that kind of indulges in that like well i'm not gonna do the right thing because i just don't want to and like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm always a big fan of really well-written villains, and although Candace really isn't a villain, he's probably like the meanest character. Here we, we've I, written him as like a James Bond villain. That was like how yeah, we were that's... trying to come up with the initial stuff, and he does come off really threatening. Uh, we're not quite done with the last scene yet, but I'm really liking how like threatening mm. he's coming off as. Yeah, the um, backstory with Candace is we're not sure exactly what happens yet, but uh, he he was like a war hero, or whatever, and he he does something stupid. And uh, yeah, he makes a mistake. He makes a mistake. Well, he um, gets someone killed. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And uh, and it's like, well, you can keep your rank, but you have to you have to go be a security officer on this cruise liner. And and like we kind of imply that he's been doing this for ten years and or whatever, and he's just tired of it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's like it, it's it's kind of funny because it's kind of like a, a much grander idea of like community service. <laughs> like you need to go mow these lawns and pick up trash. It's that it's like, you need to be, go work on a, a cruise liner as a high ranking officer. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> How's the pay? It's pretty good. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So Magic okay. um, we actually need to include him more in some of our ideas. Cause we kind of, Kind of like he's he's the antagonist, uh, so when yeah. we don't have like a villain in the episode, he's gonna just he's pr- pretty much be the villain. Yeah. It says that for the next couple of episodes, we have oh, other we, things. We, have, we, we yeah. also have Chris Bow on board too at Tuneworks. Yes, and he's done some writing. Do. Yes, let's and, talk uh, about let's talk about Chris. Yes, Chris yes, Bow. Like, I think his catchphrase is "Oh, how about?" Because he <laughs> yeah. says that like every like fifteen minutes. Yeah, so he comes uh, up a lot of good like, ideas. Because I, 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 I sit around and I'll be like, "Oh, this will be a cool episode or whatever," you know. Like, but like he'll be the one that he'll just start like it's it's like you turn on a faucet. Oh my god! Like it's just we're sitting there with like a bucket and it's like picking up information that's just pouring out of him and it's like the bucket keeps getting full and overflowing and I'm like I don't have enough room for all this and this. He has some good ideas, but it's like he has some very good ideas. He has some really good ideas, but. It's like we can't put any of this in the cartoon because it'll just take up too much time explaining something that doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, yeah he, does, uh, he did. He's got his own character that he came up with. Yeah. You, that he and Casey uh, came up with, and he's got. We're bit. thinking about doing like a separate little mini series for him. They'll eventually merge the two into the one to, to the full wonders episode. But uh, won't go too much into that because we, we don't really know where we're gonna so, go with uh, that. Chris Bowe, as some of you might know, is uh, the guy who did Crab Battle, and he's been a friend of ours for uh, for years and years. And, well, um, well, friend of yours, I met him. Okay, well, mostly ago. friends of me. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I talked to him a little and, bit. And uh, he offered to help with animation when we needed it. And I was like, well, let's see how you animate now. And it turns out he's a really good animator, still. Yeah. So uh, we're like, okay. So um, while he's working on that Minecraft cartoon with, with me, um, he's... He's going to be animating episode three while Mark takes a little break, and eventually he'll uh, Mark will just animate like a, a two minute short 
Yeah. So we're actually kind of worried. Well, we were talking about this whether we were going to tag team or we we're going to try and work on the same episodes together. We ended up deciding to, to do tag teaming just because our visual oh, styles really? would, would never match. So we're just going to go with episode three, episode four, episode five, episode six, just alternate between the two. Okay. Of us. I thought you meant like the same episode. No, 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 no. Okay. We're going to. That's uh, actually a good idea, too, because like I was talking about potentially doing a rough draft of episode four already. And it, yeah. like mm-hmm. if it's if it's done, we could just say, okay, here's episode four, Mark, whenever you feel like doing it. In like the next couple months, go right ahead. <laughs> that means we'd that means we'd be able to come up with episodes a lot faster yeah. without having much stress either. Yeah. As well as be able to put out more shorts and more you know non wonders. Uh... That kind of inspired me. Yeah, like yeah. I was talking to Mark, and it's like you know that uh that 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 Lindsay short. Um, I think I'm gonna animate that just so we don't have so much uh so much like dead space in between episodes because because uh Chris is probably gonna take longer to to animate than you did. So we need some, we need some filler. Yeah. Well, Mark has gotten into it too. I think like with episode, I, have, episode I am very while. particular with, with like can perceived camera movement and a lot yeah. of little things like that, that well, people the, won't generally pick up on. Um, that's something um, in episode two though. I've noticed it, it, it's gone much quicker. And I, I like, I, I, would, would I, be, <laughs> well, I was going to say, would, would I be lying if I said that you've probably just gotten, like it is once you start doing it, it just you know the next time you come at it, it's easier. Well, in like in episode two, something else I've noticed is that we have a lot more various camera angles and yeah, you you were able to you were able to keep up with like when we did when we did legends, everything was like a set piece and everything was flat, and then with the exception of like I was like no, we have to let's do this, let's do an overhead shot, and then we managed to get you, both you guys to draw the 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 respective. Uh, angles of the backgrounds and characters, so then we can put that in. Then we did episode one, we're like, okay, let's set up like this, and then episode two, I was like, okay, let's go all out, and let's put low angle shot here, let's move the camera like this, and and, and any animators out there, um, I just want to point out that I do not use an AS cam, an action source camera. Don't like them. Don't need them. Don't use them. (laughs) (laughs) um, That's something else, though, is like with episode two, like, um... Well, the bridge is a, the bridge is a pretty easy set to work with, I think. Yeah. But like, uh, except there's no computer panels in yeah, there right now. We'll lampshade that up. somehow. I don't Let's, know. Uh, yeah, maybe they're not installed yet, or maybe that's just the, ob- <laughs> the um, observation deck. The um, I don't know yet. Uh, the uh, what was I gonna say? Um, has to do with episode two. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna say. It's all right. <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, I'm also well. I'm also like my, my brain's skipping a bit because I'm also trying to draw like the last background we need while we're talking. So yeah, um, I so finished my art days ago. Ugh. Oh, Joseph, I need so um, a couple more camera angles or uh, characters. Well, I, I need quit. a I need a close up of three feet. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, they all belong that's good. To that's good. We we won't. <laughs> We won't put you on the uh, credits list because we actually have um, 11 credits that we need to put on the new grounds, and I think they only take 10. I was so. thinking, um, <laughs> it's like I don't think I'll be drawing anything for episode two, three. <laughs> maybe. Episode three. Oh yeah, no, you will, you will. Oh yeah, there, I guess there are a few things. Um, the, yeah, the one character that we're introducing, and well, with episode three as well, I was thinking like, well, we have a scene on the bridge and a scene in the lobby, and then I can't say where it goes after that. It's it's kind of a surprise. Um. I think you'll but, be I mean, pleasantly like, surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a very exciting location with all yes. kinds. 
it's kinds of stuff true. to look at that'll probably require me to draw just one big background, and that's going to all be what it takes for long. They're going to the yeah, laundry like a, room. It's the laundry episode. <laughs> as far as episodes that we have planned, I remember I actually sat down the other day and I was counting out, like writing down like number episodes. We, we don't have them all titled, but just like, oh, well, this is the episode where this happens, and then the episode where this happens. And like, I counted up to 15 and was just like, good, God, we're going to be doing this for years. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm putting this aside. But like, right now we've got. Like, episodes one is done. Episode two is done. Well, by the time you're listening to this. Um, episode three is written. Uh, we got, like, the first draft working on the first draft. Episode. We're kind of very, done. Very first draft. <laughs> episode four is in concept stages. It's, it's funny, because, like, as far as writing goes, like, I, I need to do more blog stuff about how I come up with this stuff, because, like, there's some pretty interesting things. Like, with, 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 especially with episode two and three, I learned a lot of lessons when it came to writing the first draft. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them is that you're not going to like it. Like, the first time you write something, you have to write it for yourself. Like, you don't want to let that too many other people influence it, because if you do, it's not going to come out right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, because that was the one big problem with episode two, is I was trying to include everybody's ideas in the first draft. Yeah. And that it's was like, a mistake. Yeah, you, uh, you locked us out of the, of the written draft on a Google Docs episode, episode three. And, like, we, we made jokes saying, like, oh, we'll make our own script. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that helped you, like, let you focus a lot more about what the episode was, not be influenced by, like, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? Yeah, because yeah, we have these Skype conversations a lot, and like it'll always be like, oh, what if this character shows up for that they broadcast a signal what, around? What the if they and all the sound like Peter Lorre? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the one problem with episode two that we had. Is I mean, like it jumped all over the place where we finally had what it was supposed to be. Yeah, and like because it ended up being a really good episode. Is, yeah, especially Zelda like, was going to arrive in like a ship like the Emperor's, and yeah, have, like, like tr- dramatic music, and he has a cloak. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, originally Zaldo was gonna be this like little like middle aged nerdy guy who was like, okay, everyone, we're going to inspect the ship, and it's oh, gonna yeah. be a good old time for everyone. We were, <laughs> the reason we called him Zaldo is because like he was gonna be kind of friendly and be like, okay, guys, let's get this done, you know, like you were saying, and then like everyone kind of liked him, but then like they kill him at the end by accident, yeah. and then we're gonna have a scene where like. They're, because they're originally, like we mentioned, they're going to get sucked out of a hole breach, so like in the, from the engine room or something, and they're going to look out a window and be like, where's Zaldo? And they look out, and there's like a big crowd of dead bodies with Zaldo like in the middle. It's like, oh, there he is, like pointing. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to make we're going to make a big where's Waldo joke, where's Wally joke for all of our non-American friends and enemies out there. Super relevant to today's audiences. Yes. But, like, um, yeah, with episode three, like, there was a lot of places where I was writing the first draft, and I would get stumped on a, a sequence or a line. And I'd be looking at it just like, this character, like, just, like, analytically needs to say something here. Like, for this scene to work properly, this character needs to say something, then this character needs to respond. Like, you know, because there's, like, an exact science to how it needs to be done for it to work or sound right. But I could not for the life of me think of what that line should be. And it'd be like, okay, well, I just, like, put in red text, like, this character says something, smiley face, and go on to the next line. Because <laughs> it's just like, I wouldn't be able to think of what it would be. And it, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you just have to put, like, all right, placeholder, moving on. Because I remember my, uh, up forever. I remember my film professor, he uh, was talking about when we, he was going over writing actual scripts. Um, he said that, you know, when he was doing his writing, uh, he, he recently erased everything he had except for one sentence. And start it over. I, you know what? I've done that before too. Like, yeah. I think with um, 
I don't. I can't think of a recent uh, oh, episode two of Legends. I did that. I got like over halfway done with the whole thing, and was just like, this whole thing is crap, and just erased it all back to like <laughs> maybe the second line into the first scene and started over again. And it was much better for that. And sometimes yeah. you have to understand because like when you create something, it's your baby. You know, you're just like, I don't want anything bad to happen to this. I can't hate it. But you have to understand <laughs> that no, you you won't hate anything that you make, but you have to know when it's bad, and you have to know when to say. You have to know when to let it go. Yeah. Actually, in something, if you've ever watched the the commentary on the Incredibles or like the, the how they made this, Brad Bird talks about that a lot. Like they had a lot of scenes he was really fond of in the drawing room, and everyone was telling him like, Brad, these scenes suck. You know, like we can't do this, or this scene's really overly complicated. And like, you know, he would just take it back and then just erase it and be like, you know what, they're right. And then like, as soon as you do, as soon as you come to that conclusion and you go ahead and go through with it, mm. it feels like the entire project just goes. Ah, you know, you're just like, <laughs> oh, this is so much better now. And like, you kind of blind yourself to these things. And like, uh, people will come and tell you that, no, look, you can't do this and you'll, you won't want to hear it. But sometimes you just have to. And the, I think that's something I learned with episode two. And that we all kind of learned. Like I said, we had a lot of jokes that we really liked and we ended yeah. up erasing a lot of them. Um, I think uh, it just didn't make sense. I think Steve Jobs said this uh, because I was listening to some of his speeches because he passed away. Earlier this week, but uh, it was um. We all hated to, it before, but yeah, you have to uh have to throw away a hundred good ideas to get that one great idea. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah, people sit around, and they watch really great movies, or they they look at you know amazing inventions, and they think to themselves, "Man, I wish I had great ideas like this." And it's like, you know what? I would bet you that everybody has great ideas like this if they really put their heads to it or their minds to it. Sorry, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that like I said, you you have to you have to like like they say with like the media industry you have to be willing to accept failure and you have to take rejection and all that that's really yeah. true and it's not just that people are going to tell you no you suck or anything it's that you have to you have to take it in and understand that criticism and then come back better for it and i think a lot of people have a problem with that hmm. Even with Wonders, with episode one, we kind of did that. People told us, like, you know, oh, well, we like we said we knew this ahead of time. Like, you know, for episode one, there wasn't much of a story. Um, that ended up like, being the main complaint. Yeah. And it's like we, you know, we kind of had to take that in and be like, okay, I understand this. I understand why they think this. Yeah. How can I? I make this better, you know, and then yeah. that's, it, that's it was, we, we came to the conclusion it was important for episode one because we wanted to, yeah. it was to establish the setting. We were sac- sacrificing that to set up the series. And now that it's set up, we can do whatever we want. We can retcon anything. <laughs> yeah. We can make the first episode never happen if we wanted to. It was all we a dream. Back in time and erase it. Yep. <laughs> it, was in the, it was in the mind of an autistic kid looking into a snow globe. <laughs> all right. So, uh, let's wrap this up here. Um, Actually, episode... before we wrap it up yeah. and, uh, let's just make one mention of Legends. I don't know. Actually, did you talk about Legends two yeah, earlier? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, we so. mentioned Legends two, but did did we did we apologize for not working on it? <laughs> well, um, we <laughs> we were we were saying how uh, we were looking at Legends and we didn't see anything there that we would re- yeah. that we would rather be doing. Yeah, There's nothing unique wonders. enough to it. Yeah. That- it's basically just it's basically just an art style. It's yeah. basically just like Wonders is our our cool, clean, you know, colorful space thing, and then Legends is like the dark, gritty, um, you know, like cultist evil kind of thing. And it's just yeah. like they're they're not really there's not really any story points in that are different enough to set them apart from one another. Plus, sci-fi is always greater than fantasy. Let's just face it. <laughs> I no, I, I don't agree. I, I still would like to go with fantasy eventually. I just like to make a series about that. But we'll, we'll, saying, we'll we'll have a fantasy episode of, of Wonders. Casey was saying the only 
way we would really go back to the legends is if we did the entire thing at once. Yeah, and I that, can't. That, yeah. And we're probably <laughs> not going to do that. Hey, what's Chris Bo doing for the next two years? Unless someone pays us. <laughs> in it. I, I, yeah, I actually I made that point. And I don't think we, we talked about this, but like um, I, I did say that I think with Legends, the only way it would work is if we wrote the entire thing from start to finish and then animated the whole thing from start to finish and then yeah. released it in chunks. It would be the and only way that it could ever be done properly. It was it was a short anime, the first episode of that. Yeah, and, and it's it's mostly because, like I said this earlier, is that they're usually just talking. And there's, I can't do many interesting things with that. Uh, I want to explore artistically, um, like camera shots, visuals, and stuff like that. And like we are saying, like we just had a lot more interesting ideas for Wonders, and that's yeah. why we moved on to it. The, yeah, and Wonders, we've got so many ideas for motifs. We, we, we're, we're using shapes to tell you information. We're using, we figured out today we're using color. Didn't realize that. I already knew, I already knew we were using well, color. Well, we knew we were doing it, but we didn't realize that we, we chose the complementary colors. Well, that's like, well, that's like with the engine room. I made it like when I went with the color scheme. I actually made yeah. it purple on purpose. Like you said, like well, we need to make sure that it's it's red. Yes, you, you red did that represents correct. Danger. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, we kind of use blue for most things that are wonders oriented, you know. So yeah. like, it's like, well, that means that the engine room, if it needs to have a red thing, it needs to be purple because it's a mix of the two, you know. So you and and you chose magenta because magenta. You chose magenta because magenta doesn't actually exist naturally. It's it's merely yeah uh, yeah the wrap it's... around of the the color wheel. Yeah, it's it's your brain connecting blue or not blue. It's your brain connecting red and purple, uh, in, into a color that doesn't actually technically exist. Is what magenta is, and that blew we, so we kind of use that. Yeah, that blew my mind too when I found that out. And I was like, what? Magenta, magenta like, doesn't uh, exist, so we, we but I can reach out and touch for things it. That, like, <laughs> it's it's one of those colors that I'm probably gonna use a lot in places where things basically can't yeah. exist or don't exist, but we just kind of bridge that gap to make it exist anyway. I so. I actually prefer using shapes and lines to, to using colors and, and, and I colors. love colors. I think it's more interesting. I mean, I'm I'm not that good with color. Like if you're watching there and this may ruin stuff for you, um, we use triangles for things that are bad, mm-hmm. and we're Dang. using circles for anything that's futuristic and squares for anything that's mundane and, and the daily going on of, of the, the human workers. So you can see that motif even, in all the things we've made. This even comes down to the shape of the rooms that they're in. Like it's not even just like the shapes on the walls. Like we'll put like you know, like for example, the engine room is a big circle because it's amazing. But yeah. like you can see lots of pipes that make uh, you know square shapes. There's the grid um, lights on the walls, you know, because this is yeah. a place of work. And the same thing with the bridge, like the, with the windows versus the shape of the room. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the, um, the the lobby is the first place you come into. And a ship, but it's all circles. Like the elevators are circles. The floor's yep. got a circle pattern. Yeah, uh, Quinn's yep. room. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's probably a good time to end the podcast. Yeah, we gotta wrap this up. So, uh, <laughs> yep. So yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, we'll probably have another one of these soon with all the voice actors. Um, maybe not all of them, but maybe not all of them. But we'll get we'll get a, a chat with them. Like we, because really a big part of these characters are the voices. Because I think most of these people just nailed it. Yeah, on yeah, top of no, that, no, voice actors have been doing fantastic. We, we can't and, uh, go into it much, but a lot of them even yeah. come up with their own lines. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did like some fantastic yeah. ad-libbing. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll, yeah. We should do another mini-podcast later, get some of the voice actors in. Yeah, like I want to uh, show them some props. So, um, okay, hope you enjoyed the episode, everyone. Yeah. And uh, we'll Thank talk you, bye, to everyone. Bye. See you next time. Go later. away. Go, go away. <laughs> and scene.